This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, looking at all the big business and market stories with Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning and good afternoon to you, Jeff. G'day, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Let's get the latest from the markets, which uh, look like they've bounced back after last Friday's big losses. Yeah, there's two factors going on here. The first factor is is that the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine gained emergency FDA approval over the weekend. It's notable because it's a one-shot vaccine, and it's the most easily stored and transported vaccine to have hit the market as well. That was one positive that markets seized upon today. The other was that the House of Representatives passed the $1.9 trillion Biden stimulus bill over the weekend of late Saturday, our time in Asia. So those combined together lifted the markets after what was quite a tumultuous inflation-obsessed week last week. Yeah. Was it just down to inflation, those big losses, towards the end of the week, or were there other factors as well? There's a few things at work here. Inflation, nobody had really talked about it until basically a couple of weeks ago, although we are seeing sort of slightly inflationary pressures coming through on the input side of the equation around the world. And I, and I won't deny that, although that is transient inflation, not the sticky, nasty wage price spiral sort of inflation. In fact, it's actually indicative of a, uh, of a recovering uh, economy. We had uh, yields move higher, which uh, spurred a run for the sidelines across uh, equities and, and commodities. But I think what also was going on here uh, is the markets are very, very long equities. They spent basically 10 months nonstop buying them. The world's long uh, commodities, they were short uh, US dollars. So there's some very heavy positioning in the market as well. But this volatility that we're seeing uh, over the last week, I think it is indicative that we are about to get a big move one way or the other shortly uh, in the markets. Asian markets are buoyant because of that Biden stimulus package because they're certainly counting on a healthy American economy to boost trade, which has tended to stagnate during the pandemic, of course. As the region's recovery begins to take off, the vaccine rollouts are also getting started mostly in other Asian nations as well. Yeah, it's slowly, slowly for sure. But uh, yes, we are starting to see some progress there. Indonesia's finished uh, vaccinating 1.5 million health workers and they'll now turn their attention to, uh, I think, 5.5 million workers in the education sector and, and then a number of millions of others in the uh, in the government sector. We've seen the start of vaccination rollouts in Australia and New Zealand, also places such as Hong Kong and, and Thailand. It is going to take uh, some months, though. There are still process blockages, notably just the amount of vaccines that are available before we start seeing uh, some real progress there. But certainly... Those green shoots gave markets cause for hope. Asian economies are also have a very high beta to the uh, global recovery. So when markets do well because of stimulus and vaccines in, uh, in North America, they, that tends to follow on in Asia as well. And that's what we've seen today. Of course, the UK's vaccine rollout has been the envy of the world and uh, plenty of interesting things happening in Britain this week. Uh, Most importantly, the budget on Wednesday, that is uh, Chancellor Rishi Sunak's big day. Of course, it's being trailed as one of the most important ever. 
lots of speculation as to what is going to be announced. But the real battle is going on between those that want tax rises, e.g. capital gains tax and uh, corporation tax, and those that say, no, don't do that. That would be crucial uh, to the economy to keep things buoyant. I totally agree with the latter. I think you'd be crazy to be uh, tightening fiscal policy uh, into this situation. Yes, Britain is doing very, very well. And yes, it is absolutely going to recover much faster than the European Union, uh, whose vaccine rollout has been, if we were to be honest, a, a bit of a debacle and quite piecemeal thus far. So yes, uh, Britain has got itself uh, an advantage there. But the economy itself, I mean, is still mostly in lockdown. It's a very gradual return to normal life. And we're not going to see that real impact for another few months yet uh, of a reopening and of the sheer volume of uh, vaccinations that Britain is doing. So the economy itself is still very fragile, particularly the services sector. And so uh, it's hard to see how the government could even entertain uh, raising taxes um, anywhere at the moment or even easing off support. I think uh, the noises coming from the government itself suggest that how things are at the moment is how they're going to stay. We need to see the economic recovery reach escape velocity before they can even consider that. So this will be a story for next year's budget, not this year's. Interesting to get your thoughts on that. Corporation tax currently 19% in this country, Jeff, and the, the strong rumour is that it might go up by just the 1% and then gradually to up to 25% in the next two or three years. But I just was wondering how closely do Asian markets, the US markets, watch this kind of stuff from the UK? Does it really matter to them? Technically, it doesn't really matter to them at all, but it's a bit like watching uh, Israel with its vaccination program, and that is the world leader at the moment. Everybody's looking at it as a model for what the future could hold. So in this respect, there will be a tension on the UK budget and the economy and the reaction afterwards, particularly if they do signal that they will hike corporation tax. And it's simply because it's actually a window to the future for many, many, many other countries around the world. They'll monitor the reactions in the markets. They'll, re- on, on a, they'll uh, monitor the reactions of the economy and, and they will optimise their policies either to follow the UK or they'll realise that it's quite a big mistake to even be thinking about it right now and they'll put it on the back burner for another year. If we see Singapore, for example, last week, their budget, they, they, they made no noises at all about raising taxes. As far as they're concerned, the, the monetary spigots will remain open for at least another year until the economy is actually on a recovery trajectory. Towards the end of the week, OPEC Plus are meeting and the latest non-farm payroll numbers. Let's go to the OPEC meeting and I suppose the decision is going to be whether to turn the taps back on or not. OPEC Plus itself is taking a more dynamic approach to managing these this year by by meeting uh, monthly There are some noises from the Russians and the Iraqis and the United Arab Emirates about increasing production because of the high prices. And it is very clear that physical markets are very tight at the moment. The rebound in oil prices today from the sell-off on Friday was evidence of that. Clearly, uh, Asian buyers are very interested in uh, buying oil on any price dips, even if they're not so inclined uh, to be chasing uh, oil prices higher. I expect that OPEC Plus will throw a few bones out to them and they will slightly decrease the production cut targets and increase the allocations of those countries, particularly Russia, allowing them to pump more oil. Uh, But I I believe that OPEC are quite comfortable with prices 
particularly Brent crude, around this sort of mid 60s, 65, $68 a barrel level is sort of where they want to keep it. It's high enough to replenish the coffers of uh, OPEC plus, but just low enough to stop uh, a huge resurgence by US shale oil production. Finally, on Friday, we've got the latest non-farm payroll, the jobs report. What are markets expecting there? Yeah, they're expecting uh, an increase of about 150,000 jobs. I think uh, if we see a much higher print by the ADP employment number in the US, which is a minor survey that comes out a couple of days before, uh, then we could see those numbers reassessed to the top side. Uh, If that number fails badly on Friday, I think we could end up with another sell-off in equities again into the end of the week. But the data out of the US has been pretty strong lately, so I think the actual more likely event is um, particularly uh, lockdowns have been eased in the United States in recent times and and services are making somewhat of a comeback. The more likely pattern will be that uh, those numbers will exceed. But I feel this week is going to be typified by volatility, much like last week. Markets are clearly taking a a breather today because of the vaccine and the fiscal stimulus moves uh, over over the weekend. But I don't think the underlying causes of that volatility have gone away. And if we see US yields squeeze higher again this week, I think we're going to be back to square one, which is gold under pressure, equities under pressure, commodities and oil under pressure, even if they are short term moves. Okay, Jeff, have a very good week. We'll speak to you again on Wednesday. Yes, thanks very much.